Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. Uh, once again, filling in for Stevie for the morning grind. Uh, Stevie's still knocking out his NASCAR content. If you guys want to hit that up, of course, find uh, Stevie's package in the marketplace there for Rotor Grinders. We are going to continue doing our series of, uh, you know, we're interviewing all sorts of DFS personalities. Not a lot of sports going on out there. Of course, there is uh, some MMA and some NASCAR. And I believe uh, on Thursday, we're going to have an MMA show. That's the plan as of right now, some actual DFS content. Uh, with that said, uh, continuing the series, we previously entered Hedge, uh, interviewed Hedgehopper, the likes of Beer Makers fan, Emac, Grant Niefer, uh, Rusty Nuts, all sorts of uh, DFS personalities. Uh, we're going to bring in, we talked to Andy Means. Uh, this guy knows Andy Means pretty well. It's the chief meteorologist here at Roto Grinders. It's Kevin Roth. What's going on, Roth? I feel very low on the totem pole. You got like 19 people, and then you're like, ah, shit, we got to get Roth. We got to bring in Roth. <laughs> all right, I called 17 people. They all said no. <laughs> Screw it. I'll ask Roth. No, I'm excited to, to join you. And, uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I'm I'm going to bring I'm going to bring the goods, so I'm excited. Yeah, well, first of all, you're coming at me for saying, "Hey, I, I'm asking you last, and you're low in the totem pole, and yada yada yada." I've seen you doing uh, some DraftKings Madden simulation videos, and you wore a sports coat for that. And here. You're like, is this sports coat worthy? <laughs> no, I'm just going to wear a casual t-shirt. I, I thought that this was just going to be audio, to be fair. I would have had the sports coat. I would have been dressed up. I thought it was all audio. Um, so that That's is so why I, I, I gypped you on the, the outfit. Sorry. Yeah, for those that aren't aware, of course, we're on the podcast feed. We're also on YouTube as well. Uh, so you can see uh, Roth just insulting me in his t-shirt and in his, non, his non-sports <laughs> jacket. Uh, I should say, we should start with this. Uh, congratulations, you're a new dad for like less than a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, she's like uh, between three and four weeks and it's just insane. Like uh, you get, I got pooped on the other day, like full on, totally pooped on. <laughs> um, she th- it throws up and screams, but like at the end of the day, you're just like, this is the best it's ever been. Like, how is that possible? My life by all objective measurements is terrible right now. <laughs> like it is truly awful. But it's just something about it. It's everyone says it, but you don't know it until it's you. And I back up what everybody says about having a baby. Do it. It's worth it. So it's funny you mentioned the poop because I again I, I to prep for these uh the prep for these shows I go through your Twitter I I, I check like kind of your tweets at least like the ones that you actually tweet out not your conversations and everybody did uh, I tweet about poop Yeah, you said something <laughs> the effect of you actually had a poll about poop. I'm not sure if you recall, oh, and you you were talking about how basically one of your surprises was. Uh, that the changing of the diapers was not as disturbing or not as gross as you anticipated. And you're asking if this changes and apparently it does change. I guess that's what happens. I, I don't have, I'm an expert in this field, so I can't speak to it. It was very disheartening because I, you know, I was kind of worried about changing the diapers. And then I started doing, it. I was like, this is easy. This is not gross one bit. And I was all excited. I thought that either a, my baby just didn't have gross poops or B I was some kind of super macho man with like an iron stomach uh, and then I tweeted it out and everyone was like, no, it doesn't get gross till they start eating. Then they have real human poops. And that's, that is yeah. disgusting. And I'm like, oh, well, that's disheartening. Buckle up. Uh, I, I know you were lobbying, uh, you know, on, on RG for multiple times and you're doing the, uh, the crunch time with Andy. It's it sort of come up about the, the name of your child. So po- I guess you lost out on this because you wanted, to, I, Luca was not the front runner according yeah. to you. And uh, it, it I wanted not, Luka, Luka, Doncic, Luka Doncic Roth was, was number one and that got shut down. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah if it was going to be a boy, there was a good chance it would have been Cam Cameron after our one, oh. one of our RG leaders. 
Um, but then it was a girl. So pivot. Cam is kind of uh, it's kind of unisex, isn't it? I feel like Cam is. Can it be? could probably no. go either way. Yeah, I think it could go either way. But we went with Charlie, which is another yeah. unisex name. So a uh, girl named Charlie. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was cool. And then everyone was like, oh, I guess you really wanted a boy. Like, no, I just think it's a cool name. Shut up. It's a good name. I, I'm not that you need my approval. <laughs> I, I'm sure, like, I guess everybody, like all sorts of friends and family, all, everybody's going to chime in and give their advice, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so it's going well. I have a baby. I'm not sleeping, but I'm happy. So that's kind of that in a nutshell. <laughs> and yeah, and you're also forecasting KBO games, which is something you probably could not have foreseen. And no. the, uh, the again, the Madden simulations, what's that's like? That's just wild. You're forecasting right, well, a fake snow. So we'll, we'll talk about that. First <laughs> off, <laughs> on the KBO thing, I am kind of amazed at how big of an audience I have for it. Like the other night I tweeted, there's no weather. Don't click this link. That's That was literally my tweet. And it got like 400 people clicked the link. I was like, I, even when I say there's nothing happening, uh, but I'm just happy to have baseball to forecast for. So I like, the, it's cool. The KBO is cool. What's, what's disappointing about it is that the weather isn't as varied as it is. Like in the United States, we've got, it's 95 degrees here and it's 32 degrees here. In the KBO, it's South Korea. It's not this huge sprawling landmass. So the weather's generally kind of similar. Um, but it's uh, like, like I said, I'm just happy to have sports to forecast for. Is it not challenging enough for you? No, it's, it's not that it's not challenging. It's that I, I feel like there's not a big payoff. You know, I can't be like, Oh, this is the game to stack. It's 95 degrees with a 20 mile per hour wind. It's all the same in every spot. So it's, uh, it's just not quite as, as in depth as MLB. We don't have a Korean baseball weather edge just yet. No, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's coming. <laughs> uh, but, but hey, real sports is better than you know than the Madden Madden sports. Uh, of course, you're the chief meteorologist here at Rotor Grinders. Uh, did you always want to be a meteorologist? Did you always like uh, you know rain and snow and blizzards and things of that sort? When you were a kid, did you want to be a meteorologist? Did you want to be like an athlete or what? Um, I always wanted to be a scientist. That was my thing. I always loved science. And people were like, what do you want to be? I was like, I'm going to be a scientist. Like, That's not a real job. Like there has to be a job associated with that. And just randomly in like middle school, I decided I'm going to be a, a meteorologist. I'm going to be a weatherman. It's science, but I get to put on a sports coat. You know, I like doing that. Uh, I get to talk to the people. I like doing that. I just thought this is a blend of, of what I like and what I'm good at. And throughout high school and into college, people are like, no, really, what are you going to be? And I was like, not really. I'm going to be a weatherman. Like, okay, buddy. And I just stuck with it. <laughs> Did you kill the curve for the science fair like in sixth grade? Did you actually crush it? No. <laughs> no. No, I was so bad at the science fair. I would fail every science fair because you really have to prep for that. And uh, organization and preparation, not my strong suits. So science fair was was not good for me, though I did love the science. Bill Nye, the science guy, was out of the DVR when you were a youngster? I love, I'm a big fan. Big fan <laughs> of Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, those guys? Like yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill these days gets a little on the political side, and he pretends that he's a meteorologist, which kind of pisses me off because <laughs> he's not, you know? But, uh, but I'll forgive him because he's a childhood hero of mine. So, yeah. So what do you mean by pretends he's a, meteor- a meteorologist? There's a difference between a meteorologist and I, it's insulting to call you a weatherman, I think, right? I don't want to insult yeah. you. So technically, yeah, technically, yes, because um, a weatherman back in the day, a weatherman was just someone on TV saying the weather and nine times out of 10, they did not have a degree in meteorology. So they were a weatherman. If you were a meteorologist, you, you are a degree meteorologist. I have a master's degree in meteorology. So I, it could be looked upon as a slight to just say I'm a weatherman. I don't actually care. I give people crap about it when they do, but I don't, I don't really care. But nowadays, I would say 95 out of every 100 people on TV are actual meteorologists. There's very few just weathermen left. Like Al Roker is the last one. He's it. He's a legacy. Right, exactly. But yeah, most everyone now has a degree. Even like the local news, like this is a good lurking person. We're not really sure what to place them. Let's just make them the weather person. Those are all qualified as well as, as far as you can tell. Yeah, I... Weather's just too hard to do if you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of complex and difficult. So yeah, a lot of times those people, they'll be like, hey, uh, go get a degree in weather and we'll bring you back here and pay you a bunch of money. 
So hey, you know, happens. some people, some people on DFS Twitter would say, hey, "Why do I need Roth? All I got to do is go on Weather.com." Well, it's so <laughs> annoying. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see my face right now, but it's so, <laughs> it's so annoying. Here's the, here's the deal with that. Like, yes, you can do your own research. Like, absolutely, you can do your own research if you want to take the time to forecast for 30 baseball games and all these other things and go to your various sites, that's fine. You can do it and you can probably get not quite as good as what I can get, but you can get 60% of what I can do doing that. But it's not going to be as good. Weather.com is just one forecast model and it just says, this is 100% what will happen. And that is not 100% what will happen. That's why you look at different forecast models and look at live radar. Um, And I'm doing the work for you. Why are these people complaining, Dean? I'm doing the work. And then they're like, why don't I just go to weather.com? Like, well, why don't you? Like, go for it. I don't care. Because just, one time uh, the weather didn't go the right way for you. Right. You, you, you failed them. And that, you know, you're only as good as your last at bat. And that's it. That's it. Yes. The, the failures, the failures happen. Like I openly acknowledge <laughs> I will never get them all right. I don't even try to expect to get them all right in a season, but uh, you're not going to do better just going to weather.com. I, I promise you that. And then goofy things happen also. Like, uh, what is it? The Washington Nationals happen where they always do weird things where they have you, what you're looking at is like a two and a half to three hour uh, opening. And like, they're just yeah. not playing for whatever reason. Then they wait the two and a half to three hours. They start playing and then it starts raining. It's like, well, how did you not see that coming? And you saw that coming three hours ago. Yeah. And that drives you nuts. Yeah. That's, well, that's just, it's just so dumb. <laughs> who's, who's in charge of these decisions? I think I honestly think every team should have a professional meteorologist on staff. The twins do, and the twins never make a bad weather decision. They do it right every single night, and every night I'm like, oh well, this is kind of dicey, but this is what I think is going to happen. The meteorologist advises them in this direction. It works so well. And then there's other teams like uh, the Miami Marlins who had a rain out or had a rain delay when they've got a dome because they just didn't. They just looked at weather.com. But I do, if every team had a meteorologist, then it would be more forecasting just the weather and less forecasting how these boneheads are going to react to the weather, which is difficult. You mentioned Cameron, uh, you know, like co, uh, co-founder here at Rotor Grinder is the name. I, I believe Cameron, a graduate of, of Florida, University of Florida. I, didn't you go to University of Florida as well? I think that's where you met. I think that's kind of the connection between you two. No, I went to FSU, actually. Oh. So we, we are bitter rivals to the death. I got that wrong. My apologies. Yeah. Why did no. I think you went to Florida? Do you have any Florida ties? I mean, I live in Florida, Florida State. I mean, yeah. I don't live currently in Florida. I grew up in Florida. I went to Florida State. And uh, Cam and I did meet through mutual friends like, you know, that I had that went to Florida. So Was Florida State like a, your only option, your favorite option? How'd you land at Florida State? I kind of, growing up, I just did whatever my brother did. And he went to Florida State. He was a year older than me. And he went to Florida State. And I was like, that works for me. I, you know, what do I need to get in there? Oh, literally nothing. <laughs> literally anything. All right, cool. Yeah, let's go. You don't have to crush the science there to get in the Florida no, State. I'm yeah. fairly certain of that. Yeah, I, I got in pretty easily there. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I went to Florida State to, to become a meteorologist. And Dean, I could not have failed worse. Okay. Tell me how. I was a terrible student. I got to school... And I was the person that thought like, this is super fun. Like I'm here to have a good time and not to be a student. And so I was almost failing out of school and I was like super depressed. It was like, it was truly the lowest part of my life was being at Florida State. I wasn't setting goals for myself. I wasn't achieving goals. And I almost just quit the whole thing. I almost just went home and was like, screw it. I'm going to be a roofer, which is like my go-to in my head. Um, That's your default? Yeah, that's my default. Like whenever times get tough, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go be a roofer, which is a very difficult job. I would not actually want to be a roofer. Oh, that's got to be so hard. Yeah, it's hot. And it's um, anyway. um, So I was really struggling through Florida State trying to be a meteorologist. The classes, you know, there's physics and calculus, like the classes to be a meteorologist are not easy. And so towards the end, I went to my guidance counselor. I'm like, well, you have two options. You can either try to graduate as a meteorologist and fail and get kicked out. Or you can switch to geography and graduate. I'm like, well, I guess, I guess I'm a geography major now. Um, but making that change, like, so I made that change. I went to uh, after like I don't know nine years in undergrad or something ridiculous. I uh, I went to Mississippi State to get my master's degree, 
And that was when it, instead of, you know, calculus and all this, they were actually teaching me weather. They were teaching me things I cared about. They were teaching me the science, not just the math. And then I got super interested in it. And then I became a very, very, very good student. And, you know, the, the, the ball started to get rolling into like, don't, don't be a screw up in life, reach for something and achieve. It clicked at some point, but you kind of figured yeah. it out. Like I actually have to like do something. Uh, exactly. yeah, college, it's time management, right? You know, it's not yeah. that hard. Like you have a couple, it, it's funny you, you go to high school and you have like seven hours or eight hours straight and you wake up at seven o'clock in the morning or eight, six 30 in the morning, whatever it is. And you know, you just keep going to classes and in college, you're like, oh man, today's a rough day. I got a class at nine and a class at 12. I got two classes, man. Yeah. How do I do this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was not, it was just not the, my strong suit. And it certainly was not the highlight of my life, but kind of, you know, just gritted my way through it. And then it's been, just been looking up since then. Were you the guy just like playing video games and watching TV all day? Or were you partying a little bit or kind of a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B? It was a bit of both. Uh, I will tell you, I was became very good at beer pong and was ranked 83rd in the world at Halo. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so I think it was not just a bit of both. It was probably a whole lot of both of those things. Fair enough. Congratulations on that, and that Halo ranking. Thank you. Yeah, top 100 in the world. I was like, well, you know, if nothing else works out, at least I got that. You went to high school in Florida? I did, yes. Okay. You, and is it around the Tallahassee area you grew up? No, God, no. Nobody grows up there. Sorry to the people who are listening who grew, who grew up there. Some people grew up there. It's yeah. a big city. <laughs> um, Tallahassee's like the deep south. It's not like I grew up in Tampa, which is oh, okay. a, a normal city. And Tallahassee's like, you're in the deep south. You're not even in Florida anymore when you go to Tallahassee. Well, the tricky thing with Florida, I'm from South Florida, and I always said, like, uh, the way I think about it is the more north you go, the more southern it gets. Yes, and the more southern you go, the more, like, you're basically in New York. Yeah. In South Florida. Yeah, it's 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 really weird how to, and I know Florida's in the south, like, geographically, but uh, it depends where you're at in Florida. There's yeah. different parts of Florida, different pockets, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah so why, why Mississippi State? Oh, they, they have by far the best weather school. I think it's something like 60% of on-air meteorologists are from Mississippi State. So they're the program. If you want to be a TV weather guy, you go to Mississippi State. I did not know that. I, yeah, I was on a... <laughs> yeah like everybody, everybody on your local TV, they went to Mississippi State. Is there any reason why, or just that's just been the tradition and it's just kind of like that's just stuck or? I think they were one of the first ones to have a big, uh, a broadcast program. So there were schools doing meteorology, but none of the schools were incorporating broadcast classes you know, like how to point at a green screen. There's a lot more to it than that. Um, but there, there are things you need to know about broadcasting. And Mississippi State was the first school to be like, hey, we're going to teach you how to be a meteorologist, but we're also going to teach you how to be a weatherman. And it took off from there. So Mississippi State or Florida State, who do you have ties to when it comes to uh, athletics? Or it's neither? easy. It, um, I'm not a huge college fan, but it's definitely Mississippi State over Florida State. Because when I was at Florida State, it was like, after the Bowden years, or maybe just towards the tail end, we're like every year preseason ranked in the top 10. And then every year we go like six and eight. And it was just like, how do we consistently suck? We're supposed to be good every year. There were high expectations. And literally every single year I was there, we were terrible. So uh, I actually kind of hate Florida State because of that. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, man, that's some, that's some hot takes there. Yeah. The people are going to be angry. You've, you've taken shots at the city. You've taken shots at the school. I, have, I told you it was a low part of my life. The whole, <laughs> the whole seven years of undergrad or however that long it is. I've lost track. Uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't, uh, it was a little, it was dark. So that's seven years and that's not including Mississippi state. You did the van, you're on the Van Wilder program. I mean, I'm quasi kidding, but it was certainly, it was certainly significantly more than four. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you get out of Mississippi State, you're talking about uh, being on TV and being a meteorologist. Was, did you find a job fairly easily? I would, and if you did, I would imagine probably a small market. Yeah. Um, I told my professor my first semester, I was like, all I want is to be good enough to work at a shitty station. And he was like, all right, we can do that. And by the end of the semester, I got a call from Greenville, Mississippi, Ooh. which uh, as of, I think, six years ago, Greenville, Mississippi still had segregated prom. That's what? how like podunk backwoods Greenville, Mississippi is. Um, so I went to be the weekend meteorologist in Greenville, Mississippi. Fortunately, I was still in school. So, and it was like a three hour drive. 
So I would just drive there in the weekends. They'd put me up in a legitimately roach infested motel with cigarette burns in the sheets. Uh, but I didn't have to, I didn't have to live there is the, the good news. So I worked that got a little experience. Uh, also little known fact, Greenville, Mississippi, the water is brown. Like the tap water is brown. So you go and check into the hotel and there's a sign that says our water is brown. It's perfectly fine to drink. No, that's what it's, that's what it says. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Don't be like, alarmed. It's yeah. Brown don't water. be alarmed. So you shower in brown water i guess the the roots from the nearby river like dye the, the water um but it is terrifying i wouldn't drink it i'll tell you that they don't put that in the brochure i imagine no. they hit you that, they hit you that <laughs> when you get there it's, yeah it's in the fine print yeah uh, and do you remember what you got paid i probably nothing I right no 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 i do it was um it was min- i think it was eight dollars and 25 cents an hour to be on tv so definitely could have made more money delivering pizzas like significantly more money delivering pizzas. Um, and, you know, you have to buy your own wardrobe and, and do all that jazz and they're really? not paying. Yeah. Yeah. They're not paying for your wardrobe. They're not paying for your gas to drive in and out, you know, three hours each way. So it's basically um, but, a net loss, but it's just an investment in getting, you're buying yourself experience essentially. Yeah. So it was huge because then when I graduated Mississippi state, everyone that I was working with who everyone I went to school with who didn't have jobs in school had to go move to one of those terrible, not terrible. I liked it. It was just podunk places. Um, and you have to sign like a two or three year contract and you got to live there for just two or three years. So I feel like I got off light doing weekends. My first full-time job was in Shreveport, Louisiana and coming from Greenville, Mississippi, Shreveport, Louisiana, like you, you think you're in New York Moving City. Moving up, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought I made it at that point for sure. Did you remember like when you, uh, your first time on air in, in, uh, in Greenville, Mississippi, were you nervous? Did you say anything goofy within the first couple of weeks? You know, and I don't know how many people are watching a small town. I just, I Wikipedia it apparently population uh, 40,000, if I'm looking at this right. Does that sound about right to you? It's I not have a lot no of idea. Yeah, yeah, it's not a lot. It's, it's very small. It's not a lot of people. It's one of the smallest markets in the country. Um, I was just, oh, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. I've got okay. a good, like, whoops, I screwed up story about, all right. So this is when I just started in Shreveport and I was brand new. And again, like I thought this is big, big time market, you know, like, don't screw it up. You got this, Kevin. So I'm doing my weather and all of a sudden on the green screen behind me where my graphics are, they pop up a Marine, like a photo of a Marine. And okay. I'm in the middle of talking about water restrictions because there's a drought ongoing. So I'm talking about water restrictions. All of a sudden they pop up this Marine. So I play it smooth, you know, cause I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I'm like, so, you know, don't water your lawn. Look at this guy. He won't be watering his lawn back to you, Tom. And I'm like, played it off. Got him. Goes to Tom. They pop back up the photo of the Marine. And they're like, breaking news. A Shreveport Marine has died today. And I had oh. just said he won't be watering his lawn. Like, oh no it was so it was so bad it was i thought i was gonna get fired like right there i thought i was gonna get fired right then and there um yeah your intent is good of course you don't know these right. details i had no idea that they were i guess i should have known why would they pop up a photo of a marine unless there was bad news attached to it but whew, it's not Did good. you get a stern lecturing when you got off air nothing nobody but i could see it as soon as i said it i looked at the anchor and we made eye contact and I could just see it in his eyes. He was just like, not good, man. Not good. Are you no. on any of those uh, YouTube like uh, collaborations, like uh, of all the anchor goof ups? I mean, I'm sure all you've the, seen it before. Yeah, no, I, I love watching all the fails. All my friends are on those. <laughs> uh, I've had plenty of embarrassing fails, but I don't yeah. think I've ever been caught on one of them. I probably shouldn't even talk about the fails I have. They'll be, people will find them. They'll dig them up. But what, how long were you at Treeport for? I was in Shreveport for two years and I had just signed a contract to be there for one more year. And I got a call from a news director in Dallas saying, Hey, we want to hire you here. And I was like, well, I mean, that's a lot bigger than Shreveport. Dallas is a yeah. significant upgrade. So um, I told them, I was like, well, I just signed a contract and they're like, I don't care. We'll buy you out. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh man. Um, so they just, I went into my news director in Shreveport and I was like, all right, I'm leaving. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm quitting. They're like, all right, well, you owe us 20 grand. And I was like, 
okay. Talk to Dallas. They got it. <laughs> yeah. I can talk to my team. They got it. Uh, is, is there is that somebody's job? I guess that's probably somebody's job to like watch all like the smaller markets and just sort of like uh, like a scout almost. Is that a, is that a thing? That people there's do? definitely uh, there's like talent pools that does exist, but this actually happened through. Um, I had applied to this job in Dallas, and the news director was watching the video, and a friend that I had worked with in Shreveport happened to be walking by as she was watching my video, and she was like, "Oh, that's Kevin," and the news director was like, "Oh yeah, you know." And she's like, yeah, he's so great. He's so nice. He's an awesome meteorologist, yada, yada. She's like, all right, let's, let's bring him in. And, and that it's little things like, and that's why don't be a dick. Like don't just be a good person and good things will happen to you. This was a prime example. So many people don't care about their production staff or boss around people who they think are beneath them. And if you do that, it will catch up to you. And if you, if you're a good person in general and you do the right thing, that will also pay off. Karma is real. It's wild. The little things like the three or four, like little, little decisions that you think at the time mean absolutely nothing, but uh, yeah. yeah. And if that woman wasn't walking by at that time, who knows where you, I mean, exactly. you might've ended up in Dallas. You might end up in New York for all you know, who knows? Right. It's just, uh, yeah. it's just kind of wild how that works out. Uh, you're in Dallas. How long were we in Dallas for? I was in Dallas for about one year when I got the message. Okay. Well, what's the message? <laughs> I was just building drama. Are you play password? <laughs> yeah. I'm building the drama. Uh, I got a message from a friend on Facebook and it said, I have a friend who's looking to hire a meteorologist. I have no idea what it's for, but you should reach out to him. Here is their name. Cameron McMillan. There you go. All right. All right. Yeah. And so uh, I reached out. He said, we need a meteorologist. Sorry, am I jumping ahead? Am I? No, 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 you're good. Keep okay, going. Right on schedule. Um, he said, hey, uh, you know, we're looking for a meteorologist who knows sports, who can do sports weather. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like this, these are, these are the two things I love. I'm a huge sports nut. I don't know if, if people know that about me. People just think I'm a nerdy weatherman. I am a huge, huge sports nut even before I am a meteorologist. So when this, these two things came together and I was like, oh my God, this is just a perfect opportunity. At the time, I didn't even think I could be helpful. I, I didn't, I was just like this, I don't know if I can forecast if baseball games are going to get rained out because that's what it was for. Um, but I told him, I was like, I can, I can try it. We'll give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. And it went really, really well. This is what, 2014, 2015? What year are we talking? Is that, does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, I think 14, 15. That's about right. Because I've been with Rotor Grinders for five years, at least. Yeah. Uh, you're a sports fan. Did you know much about Rotor Grinders or just DFS in, in, uh, in general? Maybe, I'm not sure if this is when Fandle and DK did their crazy bombarding of commercials during a, one football season. Uh, is, are you aware of the DFS world when you're uh, presented this offer? Nope. Had no idea what DFS was. Uh, I knew what fantasy, you know, I played fantasy yeah. sports, of course, uh, but I'd never heard of DFS. And this was about a year before the the crazy cash spend from DraftKings and FanDuel. So it wasn't really on the national radar either. Um, but I said, okay, yeah, sign me up. And I started doing it and it just gradually kept building and people started to show more interest. And at, from what seven years in TV, I had had maybe three thousand Twitter followers, and after like six weeks doing weather, I suddenly had ten thousand. I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> there's something to this. This is information that the people need." You currently have over forty five thousand. I just checked right now. A quick little search, and uh, what what is your Twitter feed? What does your mentions look like on a night where there's like multiple multiple potential rainouts? If a game is about to get rained out, or like it's a game delayed in the middle, your mentions must be crazy. I imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit much, especially if it goes wrong, you know, and sometimes I'm like, I don't even, I don't even want to see, I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but like 99% of them are positive and people genuinely asking like, Hey, what's your take on this? Like, I'm not holding you responsible if you think it's 50, 50, but if it's 51, 49, you tell me what that 51 is. I'm like, right, yeah, this is it. People want their percentages. Like give me the percent of, yes. and like, it's, it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to pin down because you're weighing so many different factors and not just the the weather factors, but like the human factors of like, well, does this team want to actually play this game? <laughs> and right. sometimes that matters before the, you know, the game actually starts. I think the umpires get control after the game starts. 
I think that's how that works. Yep. But Um, uh, DFS players in general are really smart people. Like there's not a whole lot of dummies still in DFS because if they started, they're out of money and they're gone. (laughs) You know, like uh, I think this is a very educated group. So people understand probabilities, people understand math and they understand uncertainties. So really by and large, it's, it's gone over pretty well. Since we're on that, uh, the, the one, let's talk about the 1% for a second. Uh, the meanest tweets you've ever got. Like, do, do any sort of stand out? Of course, I think you've had a few famous, I don't know if famous is the right word, but uh, yeah. Twitter spats, I guess we can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so before I knew Draft Cheat, I didn't know who he was. He was just like one of the many trolls. You know, I had a bunch of trolls. I started blocking them. Um, I didn't, like, as it turns out now, I actually really like him. Like, he seems to be really funny. And yes, he's occasionally a jerk, but whatever. He's funny. He was giving me crap. And in hindsight, I would have handled it very differently. But at the time, <laughs> like, he found, it's tough to piss me off. Like, but he found, he was able to find, like, the one little chink in my armor. And he just went after it. And I was just infuriated. I remember being legitimately pissed off. And I just responded like, how about you say that in person and I will break my hand on your face. <laughs> just, I'm not used to people coming at me. You don't seem like a violent guy. It doesn't seem like something you typically say or no, resort No, to. I'm not. I've, but I've been in, you know, I've fight. Oh, yeah. Like, this is what happened in Florida State. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is the dark age of Florida State. Um, I was just like, all right, let's go. You know, but, but in hindsight, that was silly, really what he said was probably funny. I don't even remember what it was at the time. I just remember he really pissed me off. But then he started doing the Hitler videos and all this hilarious content. And I was like, wait a second. I like this guy. You probably gained followers out of it for what it's worth. Yeah, I probably did. I... <laughs> but also it like showed the other trolls that they can get to me. You know, it like showed like, oh, you can get a funny response if you go after Kevin. But yeah. now I just, I hit him with the block. I just, I'm pretty quick on the block. Cause yeah. Yeah. What, 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 if you can guess, like how many people you have to get blocked over a hundred? No, no, no. I'd say maybe 20, 30. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, I've gotten to the point now where I don't need to deal with you. Like if you're, if you're coming at me being an a-hole once, I'm like, all right, you do it twice. And I'm like, Hey, you know, like, why don't you chill out? You do it three times. I'm like, I don't really need you in my life. Like, shh block there we go staying with baseball with three strikes i guess that's how that works exactly yeah three three strikes and you're out um but yeah yeah, can we can we go back to the the twitter thing really quick please growth like the the growth of uh my my following my followers because i feel like i noticed a turning point okay it's a clear turning point um i started i was i don't know if ashamed is the right word of my job but i was embarrassed about about sports weather, about being a DFS meteorologist. Because here I was, I was on a nationally syndicated TV show at the time in, out of Dallas. And at night, I'm tweeting about baseball rainouts. And I'm followed <laughs> by all these, in my head, I'm going to be the next Al Roker. You know, I'm going to, I'm headed to New York City. Um, and I was the trajectory going well for this. So I was embarrassed to be tweeting this stuff in front of my colleagues, these other television meteorologists. Um, and then I went to a rotor grinders party. It was their first one. It was not their first one. It was the first one I had gone to in Vegas. And the community was so excited about what I did. Like every single person I met, I was there with my wife, girlfriend at the time, but wife now. And every person was like, Oh my God, you're Kevin Roth. I love what you're doing. You (laughs) saved me so much. Like, this is incredible. Let me get you a drink. Um, and it made me feel like, Oh, Okay. I am appreciated by this community a ton. And my wife thought I was the coolest person ever. She was like, I can't believe like you're a big deal for these nerds. <laughs> um, but so but still, I was a little bit hesitant uh, on Twitter, but as it kept growing and as I kept doing it, I started getting other meteorologists reaching out to me saying, Hey, what you're doing is super cool. Like, tell me about this DFS weather. Tell me about how you got into sports weather and I realized that I was my shame or my embarrassment was just because I was doing something so different that I was stepping out of the mold and I wasn't comfortable with that. But I realized that what I'm doing is awesome. It's incredibly cool. There's science behind it. Uh, the people support it. And now I'd say once every few months, I have a meteorologist ask me about what I'm doing for Roto Grinders. 
So once I realized that what I'm doing is really freaking cool and I'm a trailblazer in this industry, I really started leaning into it more. At first I was like, I, did, I didn't want to over-tweet. I didn't want to do too much. And now I'm like, oh, KBO weather, let's go. Fake Madden <laughs> Sims about video game weather, let's go. And once I embraced it more, I really started to, to see more of a return on, on the followers. Is, is the Madden simulations the most ridiculous thing you, you've, you've forecasted so far? And I mean ridiculous in the most positive, like the, most, in the highest possible regard. No, no, it's, it's by, it's by far the most ridiculous. And to be clear, there's reasons that I'm, it's not like I'm doing it. I'm not getting paid to do it. And I'm not doing it because uh, it's like, I think it's super important. Like they reached out to me to do this and I thought it was a great business partnership and it is, and it will be, you know, it's, it's something different they're doing for fun. There's no freaking sports. Like why not play some Madden and have some crazy weather and bring on the weatherman and we'll make jokes about it. Uh, like people probably take it way more seriously than it's intended to be, but mostly it's just uh, building a business partnership is the reason for that. So you're playing yes. color analysts too, by the way. You're giving like you're, te- you're you're breaking down the players, you're breaking down the offenses. That you're not even just talking about weather. You're giving it all. I, I, I mean, listen to this you know, You're gonna bring me on. I'm gonna give it 100. percent I'm gonna put on my <laughs> sports coat. And I'm gonna step up to the dish. <laughs> but, so. Uh, I- when I talk to DFS guys, this is always a more interesting question, I suppose. But for you, uh, like this is like you have a more distinct answer, I suppose. I was going to ask, uh, you know, like what do you tell people when they say, "What do you do for a living?" Like I guess previously, when you're doing both jobs, I, I suppose you would leave with meteorologist. But there's probably some people I don't. Know, you meet so many at dinner parties. That's still a thing. Uh, like when you tell them, they're probably like, "What? I didn't know that was a job." Oh How yeah, that that, that's the number one. Yeah, that's the number one response. You know, I tell them I do sports weather, and they're like, "What?" Like for the teams, I'm like, no, for people who play fantasy sports or for sports bettors, if, you know, people are putting in some serious money, the weather can impact these games and they need to know. And I'm the guy who does it. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's the coolest job ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. But so half a step back again. Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. All right. We'll rewind. So I'm doing two jobs. As you mentioned, I'm doing like the TV thing and the, uh, the, the rotor grinders deal. And the TV thing just keeps getting shittier. Like literally every day I come in at one point, they moved our whole station into a loading dock and they had like tarps hung. It was like, like it was the worst broadcast I had ever seen. I'm like, this isn't good. Like this doesn't, these are not good signs that are happening. (laughs) And eventually they fired literally everyone, everyone at the whole station. They don't, don't even have a newscast. So they called me and all my friends and they fired us. And I felt like, so insulted. We were doing a really good job. You fired me and my friends and we were kicking ass. And I was, I was really angry about that. And I thought about, all right, I guess I'll go get another TV job somewhere. And I talked to Roto Grinders about it. And I was like, here's the deal. I'm probably going to get another TV job somewhere. I don't know if I can keep doing this because most TV jobs probably wouldn't allow me to also do DFS content. It's just, if you're doing the TV gig, that's what you're doing. And that's it. Um, and I talked to them and there, we kind of mutually agreed. What if we just do this? What if this is the job? What if we build this and work on uh, link building and use weather for PR? And uh, what if we build out weather and make sure that anytime somebody Googles MLB weather or NFL weather or any sport weather, we're it. And that is the direction I leaned. And where but you you specifically had to figure out how to do that? You know how to do that? Is that code? I don't know how that works. As no, God, like... no, 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 no. We okay. have we have people way smarter than me at Rotor Grinders <laughs> who help with all that. I just provide the content or or some of the ideas. Um, but uh, whenever I was in TV, I just felt unappreciated. I, I felt like you know they didn't care. They they'll fire anybody and bring in anybody else. It's just it's a wheel. And at Rotor Grinders, I. It, couldn't feel any more different. It feels the complete opposite. These are people that appreciate us and are currently, by the way, employing us through, uh, through no sports essentially, or through limited sports. So I just feel loyalty. I feel a strong sense of loyalty to Roto Grinders. That was your, yeah, you're the, the host now at the crunch time. Of course, I imagine that's how that was sort of worked out. I think you were doing crunch time. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't, I don't recall, but I think, is that what you're alluding to as far as, far as building a show around you and you know, yeah. working with guys like Andy and cheese? Sure. Yeah. That and reaching out like the thing I'm doing with DraftKings, creating PR or business partnerships and and working on link building and things like that to 
just kind of dominate weather and to make sure that we are the number one source for any and all sports weather. There's, there's big payout in that. There's a lot of people Googling sports weather, as it turns out. So we just got to make sure we're at the top of all those lists. This, this TV gig you had, it was a, it was a syndicated show out of Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Was, it was in a certain amount of markets. Yep. Uh, was it a day show? Was it a night show? Did you shoot live? Were you like just... a, it, okay, go ahead. It was a live morning TV show. So it was live out of Dallas and we do all of that. But then in the mornings, I'd have to get there at like one in the morning or so. I would do recorded weather hits for each city that we were syndicated uh, in. So I would do like a recorded weather. It was like Philly, Portland, Miami. We were on a Miami. Uh, you, you could have caught me. Uh, Houston, <laughs> Dallas, some of the other cities. Um, but at the end of the day, it just, there's, this is such a rant. I don't even know why I'm going off on an angry TV rant right now, but there's just no loyalty in that business whatsoever. I'm so sick of seeing my friends get fired and not rehired. And like, these are good employees just getting shit on because it's a bad business. It's a bad business model at the end of the day. TV is a sinking ship and DFS and sports betting is a rocket ship. And there I was at these crossroads of the sinking ship and the rocket ship. Like, what are you going to choose? You're going <laughs> to cling to that sports betting. I'm curious. Did they have you just focus on weather stuff or you, did you also do interviews? I, th- I feel like you did sports too. Did you not? I, I, oh, I think that yeah. was a thing. Yeah, I was doing, uh, I was the meteorologist. I was a host. I was an anchor. I was a reporter. I did traffic and I did sports. Wow. So I was, uh, I was the Swiss army knife of that station for sure. Did you figure some of that stuff out on the fly? Or are you, were you prepared to talk about uh, things like traffic? No. Yeah, no. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just faking it until you make it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the thing about the thing that makes um, TV meteorologists in general pretty useful is that there's no script for weather. When you're on the green screen, you're just ad-libbing the entire two or three minutes. There's everyone else is following a script in the studio. So everyone else is kind of handcuffed to, all right, you know, what you type up for me is what I will say. But a meteorologist generally has a better ability to ad lib and to improvise than anyone else. So you can kind of put them anywhere and generally they can figure it out. How uh, true to life is uh, Anchorman? Is that based on a true story? <laughs> it's the irony is the weatherman is the dumbest of all of them. You know, I love lamp for Tamlin. <laughs> but I'd like to think usually the meteorologist is the smartest person in the building. Maybe not if I'm there, but on average, the weather people, the weather people are the smart people. So that kind of give us a bad rap, but you know, what can you do? Fair enough. Uh, I want to get some of your favorites, some of your favorite. So you grew up in Florida. Yeah. Uh, this is my understanding. Your favorite football team is the New York Giants, correct? Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? Like many Floridians, my family is from New York. And at a very young age, my dad was just like, we're Giants fans in this family, son. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's the way it was. Yeah, that was that, you know, <laughs> got me a Tiki Barber jersey and was like, yeah, this is how it is. Um, uh, yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. Eli Manning, Hall of Famer. <sighs> Here's my, I have, I have a rule about a Hall of Fame. My friend and I talk about this. If you have to think about it, the answer is no. And that hesitation that I had tells me it should be no. He will make the Hall of Fame and you could say he deserves it because of the two Super Bowl runs, but he was literally never, not ever, ever one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL at any point in his career. Was he the guy that you're like, oh man, we got to go against Eli. That never happened. And if you're never, not even one year, a dominant player, you probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But he's going to be. But he's going to be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are I'm you cool. bullish? How bullish are you on Daniel Jones? I'm, I'm not. I, oh. I'm, I'm fine. He looks fine. He looks like a typical kid. I don't think he looks that great. I would honestly, this is my hot take. I would so much rather have Jameis Winston than Daniel Jones. It's not even close. Like by a mile, give me the guy who literally threw for 5,000 yards. And I know can, I know can move the ball down the field. I don't know if Daniel Jones can move the ball or not. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the argument would be that Jones in theory has the ceiling of being a top five quarterback in the league. Maybe. I mean, I don't think, I, it's probably not going to happen. So, I, so yeah. I, I feel it's okay. the other way. I, okay. I honestly feel like Jameis has the higher ceiling. If, if you can somehow get it through his crab stealing hands and head that you don't need to force it and you shouldn't throw so many picks. If he can somehow figure that out in the next year or two, he could literally be elite. He could be amazing in the right situation. He's still really young. 
Yeah, and he's still young. That's the thing. It's not like this guy's 34 or 35. He's young. He's, what is he, 27 or something? 26 years old. I just go 26. Um, yeah. So I would honestly much rather have have Jameis. I think a lot of teams should have interest in Jameis, and no one seems to, and it's blowing my mind. I don't get it either. I, uh, I, I'm with you. I, I, uh, I All the interceptions, it's, it's interceptions are kind of wonky. Right? There's a big variance to that, and he was throwing the ball a lot too, and their running game stunk, but – uh, that's a whole other conversation, I suppose. Uh, but basketball, you're a Mavericks fan? How did that work? Your dad not, not a fan of the Knicks or what? No, so a huge fan of the Knicks growing up. I've got the John Starks jersey hanging right now in my house to prove it. <laughs> um, I was just the biggest Knicks fan because basketball is my sport. That is, that's what I love. That's why I do the basketball crunch time, even though there's no weather. I love basketball and I follow basketball. And growing up, I was just the biggest Knicks fan. And I hated Michael Jordan so, so much. Um, and this documentary really rubs some salt into some wounds there, but eventually it's just a level of ineptitude that I can't stand for, especially if I'm not, if I'm not even living in that city, if I was living in New York, fine, I'll tough it out. But eventually I moved to Dallas. They had Dirk Nowitzki. He's incredibly, incredibly likable and fun to watch. They're a fun team. I felt a part of the city and I was like, you know what, Nick's? 20 years of sucking and making the wrong decision over and over and over. <laughs> I'm done with you. So I, I booted the Knicks. I'm no longer into the Knicks. And you're super excited about Luca as well. And of course, Porzingis, pretty good tandem there in Dallas going forward. And hey, hopefully we get to watch that uh, with the playoffs. Uh, in three so. around the corner. Luca is so incredible. Like he is maybe the second best passer I've ever seen. I think LeBron is probably the best passer I've ever seen. Luca is right there. He, he is just elite he is an elite passer world class and he's only a 19 now i don't know he's young he's insanely young he's 16 it's ridiculous yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was playing pro when he was what 16 17 years old or whatever it was yeah. which i suppose uh sped up his his uh development but it's still pretty amazing what he's doing at such a young age uh baseball hockey do we care about these sports not not really uh, oh, uh, hockey, I care about. I'm a, I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So that's my one Tampa allegiance. I'm a big Lightning fan. Baseball, the irony is it is the primary thing that I do, and it is by far the sport that I enjoy the least. Um, but I guess go Rays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, have some, they have some good young talent there. Unfortunately, they uh... – they always do. <laughs> they don't stick around very long yeah, for understandable reasons. And the ballpark. Have you been to the ballpark before? I imagine you have. I've been like 20 times to that hellhole. Yeah. It's, it's so like a giant bad. warehouse, right? It's yeah. It's quiet. It's dark. It's just massive. Yeah, It's like a Sam's. It's like going into <laughs> an empty Sam's. You're just looking around like, what is happening here? Yeah, it's that needs to go. And it's so annoying because Tampa is such a gorgeous area. You know, there's mm. Tampa, there's St. Pete. There's so many places you could have a cool outdoor stadium on the water with a breeze, retractable roof, or a, they were talking about having a, a fan-type thing to block the rain but still have it open air. There's so many good things you could do. But instead, you have literally the worst, the worst park in all of baseball and that's not even close, right? It's the Oakland's. worst. I think Oakland uh, is going to hold my beer on that one. Oakland's pretty terrible as well. But does Oakland, when you hit a high foul ball, does it get caught in a catwalk? <laughs> like, oh, Which beam did it hit? Did it hit the yeah. second beam or the third right. beam? I don't know it's, if it's a home run or if the ball's in play. embarrassing. Oakland has uh, uh, toilet issues often. <laughs> Their toilets oh. are... <laughs> Oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah, I didn't know that. They're yeah. known for, and their owner has got billions of billions of dollars. That's not worth getting into. But he's a rich, he's a rich fella. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've been to that uh, Tampa Bay hockey game as well too. That's a good time. So they have lightning going off. And yeah, it's so Stamp fun. They got like the guy, Tesla right? coil. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? Say? What it's called? Yeah. I was saying Stamkos is your guy. According to your Twitter machine, that's your favorite player. Yeah, it was Marty St. Louis back in the day mm. because I love the underdog. I love the little guy. But now Stammers, yeah, I I love watching the Lightning play. I hope we get hockey back soon. It looks like we may be headed for that, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, apparently, it, I think it's going to be 24 teams, and uh, have you seen how they're ranking it? I, I, I guess like the first, oh man, the first. Uh, I'm doing math right now. The back eight teams will play four qualifiers to get oh, in. Okay. The, the top 12 are already kind of waiting nice. to get down to 16. I think that's how it's going to work. I don't right. know what's going to happen with basketball, but you might, you might see something similar to that with basketball. And I'm pretty sure the NBA, the association, wants to make sure Zion gets in there somehow. 
Yeah, uh, they should. He's on the outside, I'm, I'm on the okay outside looking in. I'm absolutely okay with that. Make it yeah. happen. They're going to do their best, I think, to get him uh, some play. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of basketball, uh, the RG basketball games, uh, your infamous height video. Uh, there was a lot of controversy with how tall that rim was. Yeah, some I would say down. 10 feet, some would say nine, some would say eight. It was a 10 foot hoop, but the rim was bent forward and it was kind of weak. So I didn't have to get over the rim to dunk. I just had to get to rim level and just kind of jam it forward. So it was a 10 foot hoop, but like, it's just a really flimsy rim that I was able to muscle over. Um, and for those, for those who are unaware, just listening, that's right. I dunk. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of, there was some interesting, uh, you know, <laughs> and the angles were, were kind of suspicious. <laughs> no, that was that was legit. Uh, but yeah, not being able to play in this year's RG basketball tournament because I threw out my back was just crushing. JSU was talking shit. Big T was talking shit. And I will say it now loud and proud. Make it clear. I am by far the best basketball player at Roto Grinders. Whoa. By, by far. It's not even very close. It used to, Noto, Noto used to be the dude. I don't think Noto really plays anymore. So Noto's, he's just rusty is what you're saying, basically. I think he's just a little rusty. And I don't know if he starts playing again. Noto was really good like three years ago. He could be really good again, but I don't think he plays. If if the nearest person is a seven, I'm a 10. <laughs> that's a little, that's maybe a little much. Hey, but really, I mean, yeah, drop the gauntlet, see what happens. Right, so exactly. we'll see who answers the bell. Mostly <laughs> I would have whooped JSU's ass. Let me make that very clear, JSU, if you're listening. I would have absolutely <laughs> mauled you. <laughs> Oh man! Well, there you go. The, the gauntlet's been dropped for next year. It'll be good times for sure, uh, and hopefully you'll heal up by then. And what about Andy? What's the deal? What's Andy's excuse? He had injuries as well, or he just yeah, he he can't live up to the hype of being a former Duke athlete? He played. Oh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> not a great sign if you don't remember. <laughs> no, he played a little bit. He just kind of you know jogged up and down the court, shot some open shots, which apparently is what he did in college, anyways. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Andy was on, and I told him he's got the record. He's at the college record for uh, shooting in the tournament, 100%. He's, you know, I, let's not get into sample size, but he's never <laughs> missed a shot. Yeah, can't beat that. Can't beat 100%. I believe he's two for two, but good for good for Andy. Uh, that's pretty awesome. You can't take away uh, that from him, I suppose. No. Uh, some of your other favorites. Let's see. Favorite? You have a favorite movie? Uh, Goodfellas is a quick one that comes to mind. I really, it's such a good movie. Um sure. Littler, maybe I like Spaceballs, but I like I'm not gonna watch it a million times. I like shitty movies like Face Off or The Rock, like those <laughs> '90s action movies that are so bad but so good. Um, it's recent- a fine line, right? The, 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 there's a terrible, and then there's like a good terrible. And yes. Nick Cage has mastered it, I think. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> recent movies that I really truly enjoyed. The recent, I mean, like in the last decade, are uh, Moana. Don't sleep on Moana. That movie is so so good. Moana, oh, you have to watch Moana. You'll, it's, it's incredible. Uh, and Baby Driver, have you seen Baby Driver? Yeah, yeah, that was good. I liked it. So good. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I saw uh, you're asking on Twitter. You're basically saying you've been behind, and people threw some recommendations your way. I'm not sure if you had anybody up. Uh, you get that's a good way to get a bunch of responses on Twitter, and then you get like 70 movies that I get to watch all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much what happened. But I'm a movie guy, but my wife not so much. So halfway into a slow movie. He's like, this movie sucks. I'm like, oh, we don't even TV know. Is- the twist. Come on. You got to watch it. <laughs> is there Just a TV show you watch together? Now, everything. Now with COVID, <laughs> like whatever it is, let me know. We'll watch it. We're, we're struggling. What has uh, stood out? What do we, we, we watched some Ray Donovan. That seemed pretty good. Okay. Enjoying that. Um, what's your, uh, Ray Donovan's couple friendly. I wasn't aware of that. I mean, there's, there's I, sex and killing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've stumped you, by the way. It's the first question. That you're, yeah, you're I'm not on. much of a TV guy, to be honest with you. That's like, I'll watch some shows, but that's more my wife's thing. She'll kind of watch and I'll, I'd rather do a lot of other things, but I'll kind of, well, it's on, I'll watch. I'd rather watch sports. I'd rather watch basketball. There's no greater joy in my life 
than watch. This is bad because I just had a daughter. There's no <laughs> greater joy in my life. You can walk than, it back if you want. Than watching basketball. No, I'm sticking with it. When I watch good basketball being played, I'm just looking at the TV. I'm giggling. I'm cackling. I'm like, I can't. Oh my god, hun, did you see that? Did you see that pass? Like, it just it is the most exciting thing in the world to me, and I just cannot wait to be able to watch basketball again. What about uh, your favorite live at the game sports moments? Does something kind of stand out for you? Um, hockey's the best to go to the games. I mean, there was not one particular one time in a hockey game, the lightning were down two goals with like one minute left. Like, all right, this game is over. And I had seats like pretty close right behind where the, the camera guy is. Oh, nice. And so we scored a goal and we're like, all right, we're down one, you know, pull the goal. We've got the advantage. We score another goal with like three seconds left to put in overtime. And I'm just going ape shit. I'm like jumping up and down and <laughs> unbeknownst to me, the camera guy had panned over and I'm just <laughs> on TV, just like going nuts. All my friends are texting me like, you look crazy, sir. The crowd's like, hey, that's Kevin Roth. Yeah, no. <laughs> the local celebrity does not extend that far. So you've been, uh, somebody in real life has said, aren't you Kevin Roth and Rotor Runners? Outside of like an RG party, you've been recognized, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool when that happens. I get very, very excited when I get the. Uh, the Do you want to take a picture? Yeah, I, I walk around with like my Rotor Grinder shirt all the time. Like someone asked me, someone asked me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, I guess in, uh, in Texas, what? You can play FanDuel and DK, so there should be more of that. There probably would be if I ever left my house. I think that, yeah. would, well, that might make it more. Is that a current state, or is that, that's always kind of been, you've always been kind of a homebody thing? I'm pretty much a homebody. I, I stay at home. I go to the gym. I go grocery shopping. Those are like the, those are the three things I do. You go to Home Depot if you have time on the weekend. Right, and- yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have time. <laughs> um, You're having too much fun, Rob. Yeah. Once you, uh, once you get married, it really, like I used to go out cause there'd be a reason to go out. There's at the end of the night, there could be a reward, but you're married. It's just, you know, you're married. Like, what do you want to do? Let's stay in. We can hang out. I like you. You like me. We're good. All right, cool. So we just stay in. How is date night affected uh, or just whatever a Friday night, Saturday night, whatever it may be, or dinner plans affected by, Hey, I got to sit here and forecast this Texas game because it's going to be really close. Mm, yeah, there's been some times. I've <laughs> definitely had some nights, like date nights, where I'm sneaking away to the bathroom a suspicious amount to like update the Twitter account. And um, it, she's she gets it. She's understanding and she's super appreciative of the job. So she really doesn't mind. She the, the KBO thing kind of pisses her off because all the time I do it late because I want to have to post it as late as possible so that I know to the best of my knowledge, what the weather will do. So it's like 10 o'clock and we're getting ready for bed. And I'm like, all right, I got to do the KBO. And she's like, damn it. Will you please start doing that? Like not at 10 o'clock. But well, you can't do it at two o'clock in the afternoon because then it wouldn't be, I'm not, I'm not getting involved. I'm not thinking no, exactly. That's what I said. I'm going to tell her that's what Dean said. <laughs> no, don't tell her. That. She's lovely. But no, that's, wrong. that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I saw uh, you tweeted about this. Like, I think you're on vacation in Portugal and you had to sneak away in Portugal and do a, uh, a, yeah. a baseball update, which is, you know, again, not, not ideal, but you're dedicated <laughs> to your job. We appreciate that as DFSers. I feel pretty strongly that like the, cumulative hours that I work are not that taxing. So I don't like taking vacation days, especially during baseball season. Like I don't like taking days off because this is what I do. I am the go-to source for sports weather. I feel like I should always be there no matter what it is. If it's sports and it's weather, I should be there to do that. Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm on call. You're Cal Ripken, man. (laughs) You don't want to get well in bits. I understand. My last day off is for my wedding. That is that the uh, how was how Portugal? Any other like favorite uh, favorite uh, travel destinations you've taken? You can recommend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I do. I travel a lot um, for my honeymoon. We went into the Amazon. That was a terrible idea. If you're going on your honeymoon, don't take your wife to the Amazon rainforest. It's literally a jungle. It's very hot, and there are a lot of bugs. It's not very comfortable. It's a giant place, right? Is there? How, how do you narrow it down? Like, I don't. Uh, isn't the Amazon like a massive place? So how do yeah, I? Yeah, it's yeah. huge. So we were in Colombia, and we like did a couple nice places in Colombia, like Bogota and uh, Cartagena. And then I dragged her down to the Amazon, and then she wanted to kill me. 
Um, but, but the favorites, I would say like, it's one of the best places. I think the best place if you can travel internationally and it's easy and it's cheap and maybe too many people do it, but it's so awesome that you should just do it anyways is Thailand. It's just, it's easy to get to. It is comically, comically inexpensive. Like we got flights out there for under 400 bucks round trip and you can order everything on the menu and they bring it to you. And it's like, $15 $15 and you ordered everything and six beers. It's the hotels are cheap. Is everything about Thailand is so, and it's friendly. It's not dangerous. It's just such a good, good spot to travel. So I would recommend everybody does that. Um, and then is that Bangkok or somewhere, uh, somewhere else? Uh, we did Bangkok, Chiang Mai, and then kind of some of the islands a little farther South. Um, but yeah, go to Thailand. It's, it's, if you're wondering where you should go, it's cheap and it's so fun. The thing about Thailand is that the locals love getting drunk with you. Like there are some places where you don't get to hang out with the locals. Like my wife really wanted to go to Egypt. You don't really get to hang out with the locals in Egypt because you're terrified. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get kidnapped in Egypt. I have no idea. So you just stay in your house or your hotel. It's kind of boring. Uh, you go to Thailand. Everybody there is just like, let's get drunk. And that's what I want to do anyways. So it works out super well. We were out to like four in the morning with locals just dancing and drinking and having a, a great time. Uh, I found this on your Twitter as well. Weirdly high on my bucket list. Oh, God. With a wild whale. By the way, you put wild in parentheses. I guess you don't want to, you don't want to like uh, one of those SeaWorld uh, whales that are just a little no. more te- tepid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you want know, a wild yeah. whale. That doesn't count. Yeah. You, you can't have a. They're probably wild too, for the record, I imagine. It defeats the whole purpose. Yes. I I don't know why. I was randomly watching like a Prudential commercial or something. I don't know, whatever, where the whale comes out and the tail slaps. Um, Is that Prudential? I have no idea. I don't know. Investment banking ones. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, how cool would that be? I've seen people swim with whales. This is is what I'm going to do. This is my number one bucket list item is I'm going to find where there's a whale and I'm going to jump off my boat into the water with that whale. Gonna, They're not just like waiting for you. It's not a GPS. You got to get ahead of them. You got to forecast for them. You, know, you got <laughs> to cut them off and then you dive in and then they like play with you. They're like, oh, cool, human, and swim around a little. I don't know if that's how it works, but. Have you started with dolphins or any, any other animals or you just want to jump right to the whales? I want to go straight to whales. Like dolphins are really cool, but they're not a starter kit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I did the, uh, one time I took an ex-girlfriend on the, <laughs> the dolphin ride thing. You know, you can go to like SeaWorld and you ride a dolphin. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't very fun. You know, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I like mounted, <laughs> I kind of mounted it and you hold on to the dorsal fin, but then like the back tail just repeatedly was like hitting me in the junk as it was going up and down. <laughs> I'm just getting pummeled repeatedly in the junk by a dolphin. I'm paying like a hundred dollars for this. Seems Does like the dolphin enjoy this? I don't know. They feed, they, they like give them extra food. So, you know, probably. That's <laughs> understood. Yeah. Let this guy ride your, your, your thing. Yeah. Like, all right, fine. We'll beat up on this guy's testes real fast. <laughs> that <laughs> feels like uh, that might, might not be a, a coincidental. Uh, I'm not really yeah. sure. But, uh... Right. It seemed intentional to me at the time. Um, <laughs> well, that, well, I mean, look, it, we, we can, uh, I mean, I, I have no ability, no suggestion as far as how to fulfill that dream, but I think it's doable. I think. Uh, I, I think don't, so. Is yeah. there any place that would like uh, to do that though? Like as a business to ride a whale? I think you said to run into one. No, there's got no. That <laughs> seems unlikely. No, there's got to be a, a there's got to be a business where they can be like you know swim with dolphins bucket list. I'm going to Google swim with dolphins bucket list, and I feel pretty good about that. You don't want to get in with a killer whale because sure. they'll they'll kill you. Well, there's no like pre-interview though. I don't think you just sort of got to go for it. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. All right, hang you on. Might, you might have to sign a waiver or something. Uh, I want I want to end with this one, Ralph. I've, I've kept you long enough, kept about yeah. an hour or so. I thoroughly enjoyed your, uh, you giving us your time. Uh, why do you hate Giannis and Tedekumpo? Why do you hate Giannis? Oh. I'm sorry. I thought you were almost done because this is <laughs> – you just started another 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> no, I don't hate Giannis. Let me be very clear to all the people from Milwaukee. I have no idea there are so many people that lived in Milwaukee that hit me up all the time telling me I'm an idiot. <laughs> Stick to weather, Roth. Yes. Stick to weather. Also, don't tell people to stick to one thing. Like, I have an accountant telling me stick to weather. I don't tell him stick to accounting. Like, you're allowed to have opinions and thoughts. That's, that's my response, Roth. Whenever somebody tells me, 
stick to sports or stick to this. I go, I go and look at their, uh, their profile yeah. and it says, okay, you can only complain about tweets that are accounting related. Deal? Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so ridiculous. That, that one really, that annoys the hell out of you me. You could know um, two things or have opinions on two different things. Right. Possible. Yeah. I'm allowed to like sports and be a meteorologist. That is allowed, especially a sports meteorologist. I'm more qualified to bitch about things than the accountant is. Uh, anyways, Giannis, I don't, I don't hate Giannis. I just don't think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. I don't think it's particularly close. LeBron is significantly better. And I think there's probably other players that are better than Giannis as well. And if you can't shoot the ball, if you can't shoot the ball, you can't win a championship in today's NBA. If your star can't shoot, you're screwed, period. That's all I was saying. This was last year. All I was saying was the Bucs can't win it because Giannis can't shoot. And in the end of games, teams are going to just, they're going to turtle around the basket and they're going to make Giannis shoot. And in the end of games, Giannis looked awful because he couldn't shoot and he didn't have confidence in his shots. He was turning it over. He was disappearing from the game completely, not touching the ball. And unless he can, unless he learns to shoot, which he can do because he's young, they can't win a championship. That's all I was saying. I don't hate Giannis. That's it. That's well. You need you need more than two hundred eighty characters to say all that. You know, the, the things have nuance and context, and like right. people don't want, they just want to argue. Like, exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I've turned into like the world's greatest Giannis hater when I don't like I I truly don't. I just don't think he's the best player in the NBA, and I will be pretty mad if he wins MVP over LeBron because LeBron is just head and shoulders above Giannis. It's not even close. I was going to well actually you when you said you, you have to be able to shoot the ball to win a championship with Shaq, but you added the qualifier in today's game. In, yes, in today's game. Yeah, big man has to learn how to shoot. And Giannis, he's getting there. He's still young, I think. 25, yeah. 26? He could learn. He And if he can learn how to shoot, holy crap. Like he will be, he will be the best player in the NBA by kind of a lot if he can learn to shoot. Because then you'd have to guard him. And then he takes one dribble and dunks on everyone. He would literally be unstoppable, but currently he is stoppable. When you say one dribble, you mean from like his side of the court, one dribble yes. to the basket and he's, right. there, he's already there. It's incredible. His drives yeah. are ridiculous. He is, he is an athletic freak, but. Roth, I appreciate your time. If, uh, tell the people where they can find you. Of course, you already have your 45,000 plus Twitter followers. Tell them where they can find uh, uh, your content for KBO. Tell them where they can find your content for the, the Madden simulations. Uh, anything else you want to get out there to the people? I appreciate your time. Thanks uh, for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me as your uh, 92nd guest. I, I appreciate I appreciate Power that. rankings. Roth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best, I, I put everything on Roto-Grinders. It's literally all on Roto-Grinders. There's little tabs. If you want NFL weather, you go to the NFL tab. Look down NFL weather, MLB weather. Uh, whatever it is. I also tweet everything. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin Roth WX. If you're going to say something nasty, you're going to get blocked three strikes. Remember you get three strikes <laughs> and then you're out. But uh, yeah, follow me on, uh, on Twitter at Kevin Roth WX. And I basically just spam sports weather information and occasional hot takes about Giannis and Tentacumbo. That was Kevin Roth. I was Dean. Thank you for listening to the morning grind. We're out of here. Holler.